Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Let's get on to some shout-outs. Augustus from Boston, Massachusetts enjoys listening. Augustus, I think if you were a character in the stories, you'd be a wish wizard who has the power to grant people's wishes. Thanks for listening, Augustus. And Arthur and Jimmy from Christchurch, New Zealand. I think if you two were on the podcast, you'd be the Blaster Brothers, who travel through space, liberating aliens captured by the evil Baron Von Halo. Thanks for listening, Arthur and Jimmy. Today's episode is titled Atomic Shark Attacks, Part 4. Thanks again to Brooks and Wyatt for your exceptional ideas and help in crafting this series. Wyatt and Brooks left Power Up with a line of 28 robots marching in time behind them. Brooks wore the mind control device that controlled all the bots, and just by thinking he could control their every movement. I'm going to get some air and see if I can spot Atomic Shark, said Wyatt, and he leaped up, pumped his wings, and a moment later he was up in the clouds. He scanned the ground below looking for evidence of Atomic Shark. He eventually found it on the north side of the island in the dark forest. Wyatt could see a path that looked like it was cut into the dark forest. He flew down closer and saw that Atomic Shark was barreling into the dark forest, knocking down the huge ancient trees as he went, just plowing right into the most dangerous place in the valley. The evil shark was in a terrible rage. Wyatt flew back to Brooks. He's smashing his way into the dark forest, Wyatt said. I say we all fly over and get after it. Brooks nodded and climbed on Wyatt's back. The black dragon lifted off again and sailed through the air toward the dark forest. The 28 robots on the ground below lifted up into the air as well. Their jet boots engaged and flames shot out from the bottom of their feet and the cluster of bots rocketed to catch up with Wyatt. Soon they were right above Atomic Shark. The beast was still rampaging and didn't notice the group of heroes and robots in the sky above. Let's take a first pass at him from behind, said Wyatt. He nosedived down toward the ground, flying into the path that Atomic Shark was cutting into the forest. All at once, Wyatt screamed a massive fireball, and Brooks unleashed magic blasts from a wand held in each hand. The flames and magic swirled out in front of the heroes and enveloped Atomic Shark in a wave of power. The beast was knocked forward, his body crushing through multiple trees before coming to a stop as he lay on the forest floor. Wyatt swooped back up to avoid a counterattack and Atomic Shark slowly got to his feet. He was completely caught off guard and was still wobbly from the attack. Brooks wasted no time. He ordered the bots to attack and they dove down toward Atomic Shark, their arms locked straight ahead as they neared the enemy, their fists blasted off their arms, creating 56 powerful fist missiles. Atomic Shark shook his head and looked up just in time to see so many metal robot fists smash into him. He was pounded into the ground again, and the rocket fists swooshed back up to the bots and clicked back into place on the ends of the robot's arms. Atomic Shark roared in frustration and grabbed some fallen trees near him, throwing them up into the air as hard as he could. He wasn't taking aim, only throwing up trunk after trunk in anger. It was impressive seeing someone launch those massive old trees so high into the sky. The black-barked tree trunks spun and twirled in the air before falling back down to the ground. Wyatt and the robots easily dodged them. Wyatt flew down near the forest again, looking to take another pass at Atomic Shark. 
Brooks ordered the bots to swing down and attack again from the other side, hoping they could blast him all at the same time. But as Wyatt maneuvered among the trees of the dark forest, Atomic Shark took aim and swung one of the fallen trees like a baseball bat. It caught the brothers by surprise and Wyatt, the black dragon, was knocked away into some other trees. Brooks was thrown off of Wyatt's back, landed hard and rolled on the forest floor. Brooks lifted up his head just in time to see Atomic Shark bounding toward him. The kid wizard scrambled to get some more wands from within his cloak. But before he could, the shark was on him, reaching out with his huge human arms. And just as he was about to grab onto Brooks's cloak, he stopped suddenly. He leaned forward, trying to grab Brooks again, but his feet dug into the ground and something began to pull him backward. Brooks took advantage of this opportunity and scrambled off to the side. He noticed Wyatt, the black dragon, chomped down hard on Atomic Shark's dorsal fin and flapping his wings to pull the shark backward away from Brooks. Atomic Shark turned and twisted, trying to reach behind himself to grab Wyatt. But Wyatt continued to maneuver in the air back and forth away from Atomic Shark's grabbing. With Atomic Shark distracted, Brooks ordered the bots to again unleash their rocket fists. The fists blasted down from the sky and smashed the land shark as he continued to try and fight off Wyatt. The rocket fists pummeled Atomic Shark and returned to the sky to latch back onto the robot arms. Finally, with one last whip and twist of his body, Atomic Shark shook the black dragon free. Wyatt's jaws could no longer maintain the tight grip needed to stay latched onto the fin, and he was flung off into the dark forest. Atomic Shark turned to Brooks prepared to rush in and grab the kid wizard. But Brooks was ready for him. Before Atomic Shark could take a step, Brooks thrust his arm straight out in front of himself. A rush of bright blue and white wind whooshed to Atomic Shark, freezing him in place. A thick layer of ice covered the shark. He tried to break free from the ice with a massive chomp of his huge shark mouth, but the ice was too thick and it was growing thicker and thicker by the second. Brooks's eyes were closed and his skin was growing pale as he exhausted his magical energy to keep Atomic Shark in place. Brooks fell to his knees as the ground around him was covered in frost. Ice crept from his fingertips to his elbows as the magical ice powers flooded through his body. The ice covering Atomic Shark's body was now a thick frozen boulder. He appeared blurry within his solid frozen prison and the ice ball containing Atomic Shark was three times his size. Finally, Brooks collapsed to the ground, his entire arms frozen up to his shoulders, and the ground and trees all around frozen solid. Atomic Shark was now trapped in a massive ball of ice, unable to move. Wyatt the Black Dragon flapped over to Brooks and nudged him with his snout. He could see that Brooks was still breathing, but was in bad shape after funneling so much magic energy through his body. Wyatt needed to act fast, and luckily he had help. He took the robot-controlling crown off of Brooks's head and put it on his own. He ordered a few robots to swoop down and pick up Brooks and carry him to Old Witch Tubes's farm, where he knew Brooks would be taken care of. Wyatt then ordered the remaining bots to help him carry this massive frozen ball of atomic shark back to the dark side. Wyatt lifted the frozen ball up into the air with the help of the robots and their rocket boots. Normally, the trip from the valley to the dark side would take so long that Atomic Shark would thaw and break free before they got there. But with the help of more than 20 robots, it took less than two days for them to carry the frozen Atomic Shark back to the dark side. 
Wyatt watched as the ice ball containing the giant land shark fell from the sky and splashed down into the pitch-black waters of the dark side. He knew that this probably wouldn't be the last of Atomic Shark, but he was glad to put him out of commission for a while at least. Wyatt and the robots then returned to Old Witch Tubes's farm at the valley to check on Brooks. Oh, Brooks is fine, said Tubes, outside her home there in the rock fields. He's out back tending to the animals right this way. Tubes led Wyatt back to the barns and stables of her animal farm. Brooks was there feeding some chickens. Hey, Wyatt, how did it go? Brooks asked. Wyatt could tell he was still weak from their battle a few days ago, but he was up and about, getting better. Me and the bots took Atomic Shark back to the dark side, said Wyatt. We just dropped him right there in the water. Brooks chuckled. <laughs> well, that's all we could do, I guess. Well, that's not all you could do, interrupted Tubes. You two need to take Tweedledee and Tweedledum over there. She pointed to the cute little goat and bunny that used to be Atomic Shark's partners, Queen Anne and Ivan the Terrible. Take those two? asked Brooks. What are we going to do with those two? I don't know, said Tubes. You'll figure it out. But they can't stay here or that awful shark will just keep coming back over and over. With the way you two travel around, he may never find you. And those two cuties won't give you any trouble. Brooks and Wyatt looked over at the animals and they seemed harmless enough. Just a cute little goat and a cute little bunny. It was the least they could do after Tubes had nursed Brooks back to health. Yeah, I think we can handle that, said Wyatt. We've got those robots that can clean up after them on the boat and maybe you can give us some food for them. Tubes nodded and got a couple sacks of food for Wyatt and Brooks to take. Thanks, you two, she said. Don't be strangers now. Brooks and Wyatt said their goodbyes, took their bags of animal feed and their two new pets, and set off for another adventure. The End Thanks for listening, friends. The website is kidstoriespodcast.com. Send all your drawings and things to kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Adios.